about that cigar? How about that cigar? How's everybody? It's Tuesday night. We're live. I shared this like crazy, hoping to uh, you know get more people engaged and and joining us. So good evening, everybody. Matt, how are you? I am about to be doing a lot better since I just opened this. Hammer time coming. And we're about to uh, light up some fine cigars and uh, relax a little bit and talk to everybody this evening. Mm. So we'd like to talk to you. We'd like to talk to you about diabetes. The beatus? No, this actually this this mm. beer could give me diabetes. Because this is probably, oh, it's called Black Chocolate Stout. It's Russian Imperial Stout. It's 10% ABV. Yeah, this is probably 1,000 calories. So there's your diabetes. Um, more taste, more filling. More just more. Okay. Just more. So how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. I had uh, quite the week at work last week and last few days. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, crazy. Busy. Yeah. But you know, it's good busy. Um, we, mm, Cigars. Risty. Thanks for joining, brother. How's it going, everybody? Bill's here. Hey, Bill. Risty's here. Hey, Risty. So tonight, um, so Garrett's been busy at work. So have I. Been busy at life. It is what it is. We're smoking Blackwork Studios SNR now. These are from 2018. Not from the 2019 batch. But they're still yummy. Uh as far as Blackwork stuff goes and Black Label Trading Company stuff from the uh, from the uh, Fabrica Oveja Negra in Esteli, um, they don't make mild stuff generally. But this one is nuanced and, and a little bit milder, uh, but it's still um, something I enjoy a lot. Are you going to cut that? Am I going to cut it? Yeah. What are you going to do with this? I am going to cut it. I take it. So there's a pigtail on this cigar. It's a really cute pigtail, by the way. It's like a perfectly it executed is. pigtail. Yeah. Here. Uh, yeah. I haven't let's get, done let's, mine yet. Let's get in there. Get it in there. Oh, yeah. There we go. See? Look at that pigtail. So, uh, yeah, I just, I uncoil it and then I nip the tip. Just like a moil. This is a bris. No, that got weird. Never forget what I said. Um, so yeah, it's a Sumatra wrapper, and uh, mm. I enjoy this one a lot. It's a good cigar, and it's uh, it's got some good nuance and uh, doesn't kick you in the <clears throat> kick you in the balls like a lot of other heavy Nicaraguan stuff does. But um, it's just really enjoyable. It's easy smoke. So we're going to fire it up right now. Love you, Tim. Everybody welcome our favorite troll. Welcome. Did you hear the hissing sound of our lighters and the microphones? So it's, it's t-shirt weather. I mean, it's, it's warm today. Here in Minnesota, it's actually, what was it, 70, 74, 75 degrees? I didn't see like that. any polar bears. No polar bears. No penguins. Mm -mm. So, man, that beer. In retrospect, that may not have been the best pairing choice for this cigar, but it is what it is. The beer's just got so much Flavos. body and depth to it, but it's still really good. Um, I have not had this cigar. I haven't given you one of these before. Shame on me. 
Is that kind of like um, not showing your kids the Princess Bride? <laughs> no, my kids have seen the Princess Bride. They, they, you know what's funny? They don't. I mean, they like it, but a movie that I I've always loved and that they, um, that they fell in love with too, that they would rather watch than almost anything else. The Three Amigos. Oh, we've talked about this. I love. I absolutely adore that movie, and they, my kids do too. So yeah. I've got my my nine year old, my thirteen year old, and my seventeen year old all sitting laughing their asses off basically at the three amigos i love it it's a great movie uh tim Sudcamp says can we start a GoFundMe for better video <laughs> yeah you can actually if i mean hey i'm not gonna i'm not gonna turn down you know GoFundMe for uh for better video um i mean eventually we'll just we'll it get, is we'll get better gear as time goes yeah, on it is in the works you know it's interesting Stuff costs money. We'll Humble get, beginnings. We'll get better gear as time goes on. I mean, we, uh, as when, before this thing launched in February 1st, it was like, okay, we could wait forever until we've got the perfect camera and the perfect backdrop and the perfect this and the perfect that and lights and, you know, all this other stuff. And yeah, we could definitely wait for that, but I just, I wanted to get it underway and get it going. And part of that meant, okay, so yeah, the hardware is the equipment's not going to be perfect right off the bat, but we're still going to have a good time. We're still going to learn some stuff together and, you know, uh, get in a little bit of trouble along the way. Absolutely. Uh, greetings, Phil and Ronnie. Good to see you as well. Uh, my cousin Braden. Good to see you, brother. Tell uh, us, um, tell us in the comments what you guys are smoking and what you're drinking tonight. Let us know. Ben, Ben Yans is probably he is got to be one of my oldest friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, going back to my sophomore, maybe sophomore year in high school. Oh, man. I don't even remember my sophomore year in high school. I don't remember much of my It's a long time ago. Uh, Cheers. Um, uh, Tim is uh, smoking that stinky green and that drinking that moonshine. Uh, Josh Wooten, hey. I got a I got a question <laughs> for you, Josh. I was in Atlanta, and uh, the uh, the elevator like tech thing that you got to sign off on. Yeah, said Josh Wooten. Do you do you certify elevators? Is that a, is that another Josh Wooten? Right. There can't be more than one. So, well, Josh Wooten is one of a kind. True story. Um, so, what what I wanted to talk about tonight um, was leaves. So, how do you feel about leaves? Do you like leaves? Yeah, especially in September, October. What's your uh, What's your favorite kind of leaf? I don't. Uh, I couldn't do that. It would be like, what's your favorite meal or song? Um, it depends on my mood. Um, it depends on what I've eaten or um, I drank in. I drank in. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. Mm -hmm. But so tobacco leaves. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about how these cigars are put together, how they're made, what they're made from. You think, man, they're just. I mean, they're just rolled up tubes of dried and cured and fermented tobacco leaves. What's the big deal? But just like grapes that wine is made from and hops and barley and different kinds of grains that beer is made from and different grains that spirits are distilled from, there are so many different varieties out there that combinations are almost endless. And that's one of the most fun parts about being a cigar consumer is getting to try all these different leaves and specifically for us, you know, we focus on at, at least from a consumer perspective, for the most part, we focus on the wrapper leaf. We'll focus on the way it looks. We'll focus on the way it, it, um, uh, you know, that it tastes to us. And one of the things we wanted to do was just kind of give a, 
you know, our own quick little walkthrough on what some of the wrapper leaves really mean, what maybe some of the misconceptions are out there. Um, we don't have enough time tonight to get through all of them, but we'll get through a few of them. Yep. And just talk about what those wrapper leaves um, really mean. So, Garrett, start us off with the most popular wrapper leaf really in the U.S., which is the it's not a trick question i promise is it is it the connecticut yep connecticut shade the most popular wrapper leaf they sell like hotcakes because mm-hmm. that's a real phrase that people reuse all the time so like well, and, what are what are some of the things that that a consumer can expect to get out of a cigar that's got a connecticut shade wrapper leaf on it well typically and um what you get out of a, a Connecticut is uh, that creamy, mild um, to medium bodied cigar. Um, and a lot of times, and it can be a misnomer um, at times that a Connecticut or a light shade cigar is going to be your light cigar. Now that is the stereotype. And for the most part that fits. Yeah. Uh, there are a few Connecticut's in there that, that pack a punch. Uh, the My Fathers um, have a lot more flavor and a little stronger than um, your average, you know, like um, your uh, Ashton Classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is kind of that, for me, the Ashton Classic is the classic Connecticut wrapper cigar. That yeah. great um, mild to medium, creamy, great consistent cigar um yeah i agree i definitely agree with that the um yeah that ashton is um that's i would call that a i would agree that that's like a standard you know what is this are you are you having signal issues no i'm showing you something what are you showing me i don't know what you're showing me I don't know where you're showing me. I can't see that far. I can't oh even read. Gosh. Oh, hey, Skip, how's it going? Um, but so one of the things that you can expect to get from a Connecticut shade wrapper, especially if it's, um, in my experience, if it's if it's sort of a um, a blend that is trying to follow the classic lines of Connecticut's, where it's mild, it's creamy, it's you know, it's uh, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the drawbacks, and this is this is something that I get, and it's just my palate that I tend to get from some of these Connecticut Shade Wrap cigars, is I get a sour note from them, and it doesn't matter. I did a lot of experimenting over the years of, with different beverages, whether it was coffee or water or or um, Pellegrino or whatever, and I would get sour notes on a semi-regular basis from Connecticut Shade Wrap cigars. Um, but then I noticed if, if I would go with one of the, for lack of a better term, more modern versions of a Connecticut shade wrap cigar, whether it was, um, uh, what are some of the, what are some of the ballsier Connecticut shade wrappers, um, in the last few years? Well, the, my father, definitely my father, um, the, the crux Epicure is a fantastic crux Crux epicure is a great example of a of a kinetic shade cigar and that one is one that i get sweetness from yeah i get smoothness from but i don't get any of that sourness at all okay especially the toro size i think that toro size is right on the money that's so good i really like that toro size in that epicure um well the 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 jsk um uh slatno sansei oh if i'm pronouncing that right the connecticut shade that one's got some um, you know, it's definitely got balls to it. Uh, Illusione. Um, well, that's not really a Connecticut. The um, um, the my father. Well, I can check my notes. What a moron I am! I got notes right in front of me. Um, so smart. The uh, uh, the Tatuaje Cabaguan. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's one of my favorites. I've I smoke through those pretty regularly i'm trying to think of a aj um well the new world new world connecticut 
There's a New World Connecticut. That's pretty good. I haven't had it. Um, so, you know, Connecticut Shades, um, one of the things I just encourage you guys to do is try as many as you can. Typically, the good thing is it's a, it tends to be a readily available leaf. From what I understand, they don't typically have a lot of yield problems with, uh, with crops, and you, it tends to be readily available if, even if it's uh, uh, something that people have to scrounge for. Um, but try try a few different blends. Try some of the modern ones that have been on the market for only a couple of years, and then try some of the classics that have been out forever. Yeah. Whether it's Ashton or um, uh, even, I mean, honestly, even you know the Macanudo Hyde Park. You know, it's it's been been around forever. And the uh, the the Fuente um, Chateau, you know, it's yep. it's just good. Uh, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, that is no, no, that's a dark. That's I, it's not a Connecticut shade. Oh, I'm sorry, it, the Diamond Crown. Yeah, the the regular Diamond. The Crown. Diamond Crown. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what total, I was totally right. And that one's actually one that's got a little bit of balls to it. Yeah. Um, but then there's the um, uh, the Brick House Connecticut. Um, haven't had it. That one's also, uh, not too bad. Pretty uh, good. Tim Tubbs has a couple good, um, tyrannical Connie. Um, I have one that Risty gave me, and I haven't smoked it yet. I just haven't had a chance. Rose of Sharon. Um, Rose. Oh shoot, Rose of Sharon's fantastic. Rose of Sharon's very good. Um, you know, shout out to Robert Holt. Um, you guys did a good job putting that. Um, putting that blend together. It's um, honestly, I can't believe I forgot about that. And it's one of my favorite Connecticut Shade cigars. That that and the Epicure, they kind of fall into that same line where it's. It's that classic dessert cigar where it, it tastes like, you know, it, obviously I'm just, uh, you know, kind of being metaphorical here, but it's like ice cream. You know, it's, mm. it's got that smooth, sweet, creamy kind of flavor to it. Um, so then we go into the classic, um, the classic wrapper, the Habano wrapper, which it's uh, with a lot of these leaves as I'm learning. I'm learning more about tobacco every day as, as I can. But with a lot of these leaves, they, they tend to be sort of uh, generalized terms. You know, the Habano leaf is sort of a generalized term. The Criollo leaf is sort of a generalized term The mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, you take, uh, you take sort of the information you get from the cigar companies with a grain of salt and, you know, do your own tasting. Yeah. And, and to that point, when we talk about a Connecticut wrapper, we're not talking about uh, tobacco that is grown and comes from Connecticut. Right. Yeah, especially with shade, with the lighter Connecticut shade wrappers. The the vast majority of cigars that call themselves Connecticut shade wrapper cigars, that that wrapper is grown in Ecuador. Yep. The vast majority of these days is grown in Ecuador. Um, and from what I've learned, it that happens because uh, Ecuador, the the growing regions in Ecuador have a natural cloud cover, so they don't have to spend the money and the labor putting up these massive uh, football fields Relax. worth of cheesecloth or whatever yeah. to shade the, the leaves from the sun. Um, so they've got natural cloud cover. And when it comes to real Connecticut shade, Connecticut seed tobacco, that was uh, it's it's virtually impossible to find. Yeah. There are only of couple cigars that I know of uh, that use Connecticut shade wrapper that was grown on U.S. soil. Uh, and it's it's almost all Ecuadorian uh, for the most part. Um, then we move to the Habano wrapper. Um, typical flavor notes that you're going to get from this. You're going to get, you're going to, that's when it starts to ramp up. You're going to get spice. You're going to get a little black pepper. You're going to get, you know, those things that kind of bite bite the back of your cheeks you know you're going to get those those flavors and and some of them that that hit you right on the um you know right on the tip of the tongue um so the you start moving from mild into mild to medium um and the habano leaf just like any other any tobacco plant it a lot of it depends on the priming you know where the leaf comes from on the plant when you're the lower you are closer you are to the ground um that leaf is going to you know, tend to be smoother, milder, and then the higher you get, the closer you get to the sun, the, the more sunlight that that leaf gets, it tends to ramp things up. Um, but, 
you can get things, um, you know, like the, uh, where's my, here it is, the, the Caldwell Blind Man's Bluff. Mm. You know, the original version. It's a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. And again, you know, a lot of these leaves, you know, they, Habano could be grown anywhere. There's Nicaraguan Habano. There's Ecuadorian. There's, there's Habano grown in most growing regions pardon me, growing regions uh, that I know of. Um, and uh, another one I like a lot is actually the the La Roma de Cuba Noblesse. Noblesse. Oh, yeah, Noblesse, yeah. Um, so if you guys see that at one of your local shops, uh, that that La Roma de Cuba Noblesse, Noblesse uh, definitely give that a try because uh, I enjoy that cigar a lot. And it's got the the pepper and the spice from the Habano, but it's also got some richness and smoothness on the back end from some of those filler tobaccos. Yep. And uh, now, wasn't it? Um, so there's a there's a the Habano, but sometimes there's also it's also called uh, Colorado. So the Colorado is um, it's it's uh, basically a a grade. A grading it's a color right so once it reaches a certain you know they're a different color when they when they sort the leaves you know they'll get in the, the leaves from the curing barns and then they'll uh, they'll they'll frog strip the center vein from from what I remember they'll frog strip the center vein and then they'll take them to sorting whether well where they'll sort the leaves by size by quality and by color so you'll have Habano, and, and this is kind of true with any any kind of leaf. Um, you can have leaves, you know, let's say there's a 10-acre a plot of, of Ecuadorian Habano. From that one 10-acre plot, you can have leaves that will vary in color from, you know, from a, a lighter shade all the way up to an, a Habano Oscuro. Right. You know, and a lot of that has to do with how much fermentation it goes through after the, the after the fact um, but even just straight out of the curing barn you can have a lot of variations in color that can also bring variations in strength part of that has to do with just the way the the, the leaf reacted to the curing process part of it is where the leaf was on the plant right it'll affect the flavor you'll get some that'll be a little more medium and have a little bit more nuttiness to them and then some that'll just be like if it's a lajero especially high on the plant it'll just be like straight spice and, and pepper and even strength too strength strength um and there's science that's doing stuff there's yeah there's like science science and and, and there's or organistration or mm -hmm. organistration or, down organistration. in the down in the soils yep um the perdomo just the this the sort of their core line the perdomo habano um it's an inexpensive cigar but it's just, it's, it's really consistent. You, you go to the shop and you grab one, you smoke it and it tastes the same as it did a year ago and two years ago. So I like that one because it's inexpensive, but it's really consistent. Um, I, I, it has been in my experience at least leaf by Oscar. Oh yeah. The leaf. And the, and that's one of the cool parts about the leaf by Oscar series is they have a lot of different wrapper leaf variations. Mm -hmm. Um, and they wrap them in instead of cellophane, they put them in a tobacco leaf, which is just, I think it's just badass. I think it's cool I do too. to do that. Well, the um, first, I gotta be honest. The first time I saw them, I was like, what is this gimmicky, yeah. you know, thing only to find that it's a legit cigar. Yeah, it is. And all, I think all the versions. Oh yeah. They're all good. great. Um, Habano is my favorite though. Uh, or Sumatra. I don't my, know. My brain is heading towards Sumatra, but I, I have a feeling it's just because we're smoking a Sumatra cigar right now. <laughs> so I think that's not a fair, that might not be a fair comparison, I it's guess. It's actually I don't a know. good segue. What uh, what do you got going on here? Oh, I love it. I love this cigar. It's got this, you know, because it's, and it's funny because we're actually talking about the Sumatra leaf next. But it's got this, it's got this earthiness to it. You know that that kind of makes you thirsty. Sort of that dryness, like like a dry, it like is. a dry red wine. Uh, so it's got that earthiness to it, but it's also, mm. I mean, Sumatra is I, I absolutely love it. I could smoke Sumatra cigars every day, because you can take this cigar, um, which is a, a Sumatra wrapped that has, because of the way the filler was arranged, 
it's got it's got front frontal spice but it's also got that spice that just goes through the back of the nose that's more like you know whatever you want to whatever term you want to apply to it whether it's baking spice or whatever you know term you use for that like cinnamon and cloves that hits the back of your nose and then but then that it's also got that pepper that black pepper that gets you right on the front yep and i just i i love it it's got a good balance to it the, it's like the spice girl that didn't make the band it's frontal spice <laughs> frontal spice she didn't make it well and then but, there, there was the one who got arrested rear roll spice rear yeah yeah never we'll just let that one go i see what you did there though <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what do you think of this one? Oh, it's fantastic. I, I'm with you. I absolutely love Sumatra. Um, and this is, <clears throat> excuse me, one of one of the better Sumatras I've ever had. Um, another one of my favorites would be the Kristoff yeah. Sumatra, specifically the Lancero. Uh, that's one of the ones that I could smoke every day, all day. Yeah. But um, perfect construction on this. I haven't had to touch it up once. I can set it down for a minute. Um, and it's not a razor sharp burn, but it's nothing I have to pay attention to. So that allows me to just enjoy the cigar, not have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, good smoke output. I'm not a retrohaler, so that's not my jam typically, but um, I, I, I am enjoying it. Uh, loving it. Nice. Yeah, I am a, a retrohaler. This one's definitely um, bold, but it's not. It's it won't kick your ass. Um, one of the things I do notice from these, and it's this is by no means a knock. It's just an observation that the um, the ash tends to be loose and flaky on these. So I would I would maybe not recommend that you smoke this one in the car. Not a car cigar. Um, it's not a car cigar, but it's, uh, I don't really, I, I've never been one to really give a crap about the ash, whether it holds on for, you know, the whole, I don't care. I don't either. It tastes good and it burns well. So, you know. Who cares about Who cares? So that uh, awesome segue, we can talk now about the, uh, uh, the Sumatra leaf, which is one of my favorites that has been for a long time. Um, and it's, I think it's, uh, I don't want to say misunderstood because that's kind of silly, but it's, I think it's a, a rap relief that a lot of people don't give, give a chance, you know, it's because it's milder. It is a milder leaf, but it's really brittle, super thin. And it's, um, but it's got, it's got mild characteristics, but it's sort of got an extra layer above what you'll get from a kinetic shade. Yeah, you get this this really unique kind of sweetness to well, it. Well, and the other part too, uh, being so thin, even mine, and I don't mind it. A lot of you won't see it in the high end cigars like the Davidoffs or the Padrones, but mine even has a um, a little patchwork. Um, yeah, and you'll done see, here. you'll see that sometimes on a cigar where they'll you know there was you know they they chose to not turn that into a segundo and they'll put a little patch on there. Yep. To be honest, I doesn't matter for the most part. I don't really care now. The if I'm paying, if I'm paying eighteen bucks or more for that right. cigar and it's got a patch on it, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have words. Yeah, we're gonna have words about that. But yep. you know, for uh, for most cigars, I don't really. If as long as it still burns well, I don't care. Yeah, within a twelve dollar cigar, I expect that they're gonna they're gonna rip and tear some of the yeah. wrappers. You know. Oh, Hector, uh, thanks for that. I forgot about oh, that hector is the um hector is the director of ops for uh espinosa oh. premium cigars and he yeah Welcome, they, hector. so they um the the aerial by cornelius and anthony is made at the lazona factory um and i think hector even had a pretty good part in blending that cigar um i absolutely love that cigar thanks for reminding me of that one hector because that's a great great connecticut shade cigar um that that yep. has got the, some of those classic um Connecticut flavors yeah. where it's smooth and sweet and just easy to smoke. Um, and you can, you can take in a full puff and, and retrohale the whole thing. Usually uh, 
for me at least, usually with, with no ill effects whatsoever. Yeah, there are a few that I will retro. Yeah. And uh, certainly that is one. So for Sumatra, um, going back to Sumatra, you get you get some dryness, you get some earthiness to it, you know, sort of like, um, you know, from a like you get from a dry wine, like a, a dry red wine, sort of like, uh, you know, when you when you were a kid, um, any any anybody who claims when, when they were a little kid that they never um, that they never licked rocks is full of shit. So I'm just saying. Unless You're all I was a bunch just of rock lickers. Unless I was just the weird kid that licked rocks, but I sort of lived in the country for a long time, so um, I did a lot of lock ricking. Lock. <laughs> Shit! Did I seriously just say that? I thought lock. you were doing that on purpose. No, I wasn't. But then the look on your lock. face. Yeah, that was that was, was like priceless. That was the deer in headlights look when I said lock ricking. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out either. It's staying in, damn it. I don't ah. care. Rock licking. But anyway, it's got this mineral sort of characteristics, this sort of drying characteristic that it does on your palate that it kind of dries dries you out a little bit. So when I smoke a Sumatra cigar like I am right now, I have to have a beverage nearby uh, because it's, uh, it's a little uh, sandy. But, you know, I don't, I don't care because the... It's if it's blended well like this one is, it's got other characteristics mm -hmm. that balance it out. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Mm, puff, puff, puff. Uh, some of my favorite examples I wrote down for uh, Sumatra wrapper is the one we're smoking right now, the Blackworks Studios SNR Serpent and Rainbow, uh, the H Upman by AJ Fernandez. Huh. That's the Sumatra wrapper. I really enjoy that cigar. Uh, the Crown Heads, Headley Grange. Oh my gosh, Sumatra! That Headley Grange uh, changed people's lives when that came out. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, Crown I Crown Heads definitely. They hit. You know, when they hit the scene with I, I want to say J.D. Howard was their first release. I think that was their first release. And if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. I'm, but then that Headley Grange came out and it just kind of hit in a in a real way it did you know and i like the jd howard don't get me wrong but that edley grange special just i i seriously dig that cigar um and this one was one that that i had completely forgotten about the re-release last year of the punch diablo even though mm. it's super dark that's a sumatra Is rapper it really that's an os oscuro uh <clears throat> so so essentially it's a it's a Sumatra leaf that's been fermented longer, so it's darker. Um, and um, and that's a that's a good cigar. Um, it's real. It's got a lot of sweetness to it. That Punch Diablo. I people say that it's a really strong cigar. I don't think it is personally, and that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't care if it's a strong cigar. It's sort of sold or marketed as a really strong cigar. I mean, the name alone, Punch Diablo. You know, I think it has a lot of flavor. It does, totally. But it's not. Yeah, it doesn't have that nicotine. So the, the difference between a very flavorful or bull cigar and flavor um, isn't necessarily synonymous with strength. Yeah. And the strength is the nicotine content right. of the cigar. And um, they're not always synonymous. Sometimes that's the case. But I know a few Connecticut's that, are heavier than some of those dark wrapper Maduros. Oh yeah, you know. Sorry, just a little touch up light there. I'm wondering um, if we're having some comment issues because uh, not getting any new comments coming in. And um, well, if you him. if if you guys know that we're still alive, just say hey. Yeah. So we'll know that there's fresh comments coming in. Philip Pitts, how's it going, brother? It's good to see you. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Sumatra. There are so many leaves for us to get to. We can we'll spend another show talking about other leaves, but uh, you know, there's a lot of them to talk about. Question: There's fresh comments still here. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Um, Daniel. So Thank yeah. Uh, question: Yeah. Do you think we've run out of new leaves? Um, so I'll tell you this. I spent a lot of time over the last three days when I was deciding on what to talk about. 
and there are actually a lot of really great articles on in the archives of Cigar Aficionado, um, where they had where they specifically talk and and I mean in like stupid detail um, about tobacco leaves, specifically different hybrids and things like that, where they'll they'll make hybrids that are more insect resistant, where they're more mold resistant, and or or even where they'll you know. Uh, combined characteristics from different kind of leaves. Uh, I'm still learning about it, so I really don't know sure. all that there is. And, and I have to assume that there are still, you know, people who work in the tobacco industry more on the horticulture end who are still working to, you know, develop new, new stuff all the time. Yeah. I have to assume that's happening. Cuban Habano and a, you know, penguin feather. Penguin feather. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I know that's, that happened. I know that's happening. Somebody make that happen. Um, I know that the Davidoff, um, not Davidoff family, but the Davidoff company, um, the Kellners especially are, you know, they, that's really what they specialize in is working in the fields and, and growing tobacco and, and, um, getting the most they can out of, uh, out of each leaf. I have to assume they're doing stuff, you know, do, working some some magic in the fields, uh, figuring out how to make newer and, and more awesome. You know, and every few years you get, you know, this new leaf. I remember about, what was it? Uh, 10 years ago, the Kilimanjaro leaf, uh, came out and, uh, Monte Cristo still has uh, a line of the Kilimanjaro that they wrap theirs in, uh, unique, different leaf, um, not the most special leaf in my opinion. Okay. But, you know, every once in a while you hear, or, you know, even like the, the Hawaiian stuff or the um, Indonesian leaves, you know, yeah. there's, so I think there's a real untapped, um, you know, we have yet to see the end of new yeah. leaves come into blends. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, and um, the, you know, where it's grown, makes can make a big difference you know of what the end product's going to be it's like right we've seen that so we've seen that so much where you get uh you get a crop of especially i mean just look in in nicaragua <laughs> alone just that one country look in nicaragua <laughs> and look at you know look at uh as uh like i said earlier look at a, a say for instance take a a 10 acre plot of, of, uh, Habano seed growing in, growing in Esteli versus growing in Ometepe mm. versus growing in Jalapa versus growing in Condega. And I remember being at a factory once and being completely blown away, taking the same priming of leaf from the same varietal of tobacco grown in four different regions of the same freaking country and they were completely different yep and that's just so cool that, that you can do it. but the same is true if you start to learn about wine the same is true with grapes you can take a grape varietal and grow it in in this region of napa and then grow it in this other region of napa and it'll be completely different grow it in this region of of uh or this you know this one particular hill in burgundy right and then this other hill over here in burgundy completely different because yep. the soil's different the 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 weather patterns are tend to be different that kind of thing and that's one of the things that makes it so cool you really just have so many combinations but from what i have heard from a few people who've been in the the cigar business for a long time is for the most part while you, you sometimes you will run across some really cool um strains or some really cool crops where there there was a just a great harvest one year of, of a particular leaf but for the most part from year to year it's largely the same yeah um, but it's those it's those banner years where you all of a sudden get this um you get this great crop of cameroon or you get this great crop of criollo mm -hmm. and you just want to you want to and that's where the i love the where the blenders come in and they say, I want to, because this is really a special um, bunch of tobacco that we have here. 
I really want to do something special with this and yep. make a, and sometimes they can just make a blend that blows your mind. Like this year's Añejo. Yeah. The, the Fuente Añejo that was released in what November yep. of 2018 was, and I've always loved the Añejo, but you know, some years are awesome and some years are, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, this year's crop was, uh, uh, or this year's release of Añejo was just lights out. Yeah. Awesome. It was really something special this year. Yeah. Last year. Uh, Big Bear says that salty taste from tobacco grown close to the ocean. That may, yeah, that I'm, it seemed legit to me, honestly. I, th yep. I think that's, you know, it makes sense. Um, um, that's yeah that's another one of those cool things that that you get to learn about that's one of the things i love about this this industry is it's just never ending all this cool stuff that you can learn about about these little rolled up tubes of tobacco leaves i love it yep i love it mm, puff 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 okay um the useless fact of the day Ooh. so this one's a little bit interesting this one's sort of a history lesson mixed with the useless fact um so we we all have heard of the famous salem witch trials hmm. um which in general the salem witch trials took place um during a two-year period 1692 1693 um essentially uh you know you've got you've got people in a new place who are being you know, unfortunately, propagandized maybe by some of their clergy mm -hmm. into believing that, you know, there's all this uh, demonic chicanery going on around them when when in, in reality, it's just life. Um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people got, you know, kind of uh, caught up in all this nonsense and, you know, a lot of people suffered because of it. Um, but if you flash forward, uh, quite a few years, actually, after the initial Salem witch trials, um, maybe even a couple centuries. So 1692-1693 is when the actual period of the Salem witch trials happened. Then you flash forward all the way to 1878, and we're talking post-Civil War Massachusetts. And this was considered by many to be the last of the Salem witch trials. Wow. And basically what happened um, was in the Salem area of Massachusetts, um, it was known as the Ipswich Witchcraft Trial, um, an American <laughs> civil case in May 1878 in which Lucretia... L.S. Brown, I mean, you just don't hear names like this anymore. I love it. Lucretia L.S. Brown, an adherent of the Christian science religion. This is, <laughs> yeah. Accused fellow Christian scientist Daniel H. Spofford of attempting to harm her through his mesmeric mental powers. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, wow. fortunately for us, there was, uh, there was a, a famous judge named Horace Gray, who later, many years later, uh, came to be on the United States Supreme Court. But at this point, he was a circuit judge in Massachusetts. He dismissed the case pretty much immediately. Um, we won't have this, who we? Yeah. So the uh, when a, a lot of times people think of the Salem Witch Trials, they think of the 1600s. And yeah. the sad fact is they went all the way into the, no late, the late 1800s. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's crazy to think that. I mean, 1878 was, in the grand scheme of things, not very long ago. Hundred years before my birth. Yeah, so, not a long time. Wow. You're old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for numeros de los muertos? See. Si. Right. I love this part. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, Matt. I'm just going to give you uh, a few of the, the points around, around this fact. 
and you try and tell me where these statistics are coming from. All right. Since 1974. 1974. Um, women were finally allowed to participate in this event. And... Um, Speaking out loud in public? Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's a no, joke. No, that's still don't, isn't legal. Don't send me notes. It's just a joke. Go ahead. Uh, since 1974, women uh, were finally allowed to uh, be a part of this event. And that's when they started taking uh, statistics of people injured and deaths. So 15 people have died in this event since 74, 10 of which came in uh, 1991. 10 of them? Wait, since 74, 16 have died. 15 have died. 15 have died, and 10 of those came in 91. One year, yeah. Um, anywhere from 50 to 100 are injured in this event every year. And women were not allowed to participate until 74. Yep. Does this event take place in the U.S.? It does not. It does not. Is it a sporting event? Yeah. It's still played to this day? Yes. Don't look. I'm deliberately not looking at the comments because I don't want to. Big Bear. Yeah, I'm not going to turn and look at my phone because on the screen of the computer, I can only see the comments that were left at the very beginning. I can't see. I, I need my lighter. I swear I'm not looking at my phone. Um, 74 women were allowed to participate. It's a sporting event not held in the United States. That is correct. Would it be considered a a team or a team and or league sport? No. Does it take place in multiple countries or just one? Just one. Is Are creatures other than humans involved in this event? Yes. Does it take place in Spain? It does take place in Spain. Is it the running of the bulls? It is the running of oh the bulls. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. I didn't women were not allowed to Join in till 74? Right. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if that's chivalry or sexism. Probably some of both. Probably. Wow. So, and how long has the... 1912. Wow. And now every year since um, the mid-80s, there's been a heavy protest every year. Animal um, cruelty? Correct. Um. And I'm not, I'm not that guy, but I will say there are parts of it where I agree that it is animal cruelty and they go a little too far with uh, some of the things that they, they do to the bulls. Yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs of how that works, but I, well, would, I, I would imagine there's probably, yeah, there's, there's uh, most likely some, uh, you know, weird stuff going on. Well, and uh, the, uh, um, I mean, they, they spike and they piss off all these bulls. Intentionally? Intentionally. They get them worked up? Yeah. Um, now, think of this. So out of, the, um, out of all the people that have died, 10 of them have died by trample. And five of them have died. Think about it. What do you think? By uh, getting gored, gored, 
like getting a horn right through the the right right through the taint. <laughs> taint gourd. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Blah. Yep. That's so, yummy. So only five of them have died from getting a, Gourd. a, a horn mm -hmm. a horn in the heart or something face. like that. Or the, or the face. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a fame. Isn't there a famous picture of some guy with a, yeah, right through the bottom of his chin? Yeah, and out his mouth. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, so now I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. Big Bear. Big Bear got it right away. He did. Nice. Um, Five stars. That's cool. So, since 74, 15 people have died, and 10 of them came in one year. Yeah. Just a freak year. It's, um, it's the same course every year. It's a half a mile run. And there are people who run... And what they try and do is actually um, what you can do at the end of the run before the bulls, all the bulls get back to the far canal Yeah, is they try and come back around and pass them again. Oh, that's a thing. Well, that's just suicide. Seriously. I mean, that's I'm thinking that's not my jam. That's like, like I'll do running of the penguins. That's like firing an empty chamber in Russian roulette and then going back for more. Right. <laughs> people are crazy. Yeah. People be crazy. Seriously. Well, what are you going to do? It's one of those, you know, classic events that, you know, will most likely keep going for a long time. Um, and ho hopefully they can, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it it's one of those traditions that you sort of want to see it keep going, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm I'm nobody to say shut the thing down. I don't care really one way or the other. But um, you know, if they can figure out a way to, you know, maybe not, um, you know, be an asshole to some poor animals and yeah. maybe not get so many people killed, that'd be cool. Yep. But in the end, you know, they're probably getting turned into steaks. Mm. So maybe that's steak. You know, but if they, if they just, uh, you know, turned them into steaks before the whole running thing, maybe. Yeah, and then just threw the steaks. Just <laughs> wouldn't it be Run. better? Wouldn't it be better instead of the running of the bulls if they just had a big damn barbecue? And just said, okay, so we're not gonna put these. We're not gonna put these animals through all this undue stress. We're just going to humanely dispatch them. Yep. And we're going to have this massive barbecue, and, barbecue. and invite the whole village yeah. and feed people and have food and drink and merriment for days and days and days. Yeah. That sounds, I don't know. That sounds like more fun. If you want to eat than... a bunch of shrooms and run down the street thinking <laughs> you're being chased by bulls. That's, that's on you. That sounds like more fun. Yeah. Let's just have a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, agree. I vote for that, but you know, Tradition is as tradition is. Uh, that was a fun one to research. I like that. I like it a lot. All right. Um, stuff we smoked this week. Yeah. Notable Notable smokables. smokables. You want to start? Sure. Yeah, dive in. I had a, um, a late hour. Oh, the... Davidoff? Yeah, the Winston Churchill late hour. So good. Which one? Which The the Maduro. No, but which size? Oh, the... Uh, Toro, Churchill, Robusto. It was... Uh, yeah. It was the one. It was the one. Made I'm of, pretty sure it was the Robusto. It was the one made of tobacco. Yep. It was round. <laughs> it was round. It Had was, a triple And it gap. was brown, and I lit it, and it, and it smoked. Um, that was my uh, my top cigar uh, over this last week. That late hour, it's such a good cigar. So good, I love it. Um, my I was so 
we have a shop right here in Forest Lake, Minnesota. You know, I live in this in this little town, and there's actually a really nice cigar shop right here in town called Big Apple Cigar and Pipe. Uh, Eric is the the owner and proprietor, and he's a great guy. Uh, he's been in the tobacco business for 30 years, I want to say. He, it's called Big Apple, Big Apple Cigar and Pipe because he's uh, from New York originally. He used to be in the business uh, out there. And I, because my life and my family and all that stuff is so busy, I just, even though the shop is literally two miles from my house, I just don't make it hardly at all. And I felt really bad because I, I love the shop and I love hanging out there, but it's, it was, I should say, a tiny, tiny little shop, which is basically no bigger than this little weird Hot. garden shed. <laughs> but he, he knocked out a wall because he used to have this back room with an area that he'd do shipping and stuff like that in. And he was like, you know what? Screw it. And he knocked out that back wall and added a bunch of comfy chairs Did he really? and a TV and all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. And I felt bad because it turns out that he did that back in November. And I just saw it this weekend. And I felt so guilty that I wasn't spending more time at my brick and mortar shop. Yeah. So I will be spending more time there because he put a hell of a lot of work into that place. And he really made it special. It's a really nice place. And so next Tuesday night, the night that we normally do our podcast, he's having a little event with the local Oliva rep. Ooh. I'm going to see if I can work something out. Where maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. this is up to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do our podcast live from the brick and mortar shop. That'd be awesome. We'll see. We'll That'd see. be awesome. Uh, uh, Big Bear says he tried the Nug this week. Oh, yeah. Our review just went up today. So he said a very nice surprise. Very nice surprise. Yeah, I wasn't, I, you know, you never know when a new cigar comes out, especially a new cigar that's so different. Yeah. And the fact is, take the CBD out of it. Yeah. Pretend it, or, or not even pretend, just if you were to take that seat, that cigar and, and, and smoke it before it even gets to the CBD, uh, the to the lab in in Colorado that puts the CBD in the cigar. I guarantee you, it would still be a tasty little smoke. And I was talking to Risty about this, and what I can't wait for is what that cigar, this release, what that cigar is going to age like. Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea what that CBD is going to do. Well, and that's another thing is, especially with the aging, because I I freely admit, I've said it before, I'm a CBD novice. I don't know anything at all. Does it dissipate over time if you don't? I don't know. Yep. I asked Risty about that, and he was like, well, we'll just have to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's a good cigar. And if if you use CBD on a regular basis for aches and pains or for... Um, for to help you sleep or whatever it is, uh, and you're also a premium cigar smoker, I honestly think this would be a great option for you to be the last cigar of the day. Mm, yeah. Because it'll, it's helped it, me sleep. Has it? It helped me yeah, sleep. The, so the first one, and I, I put this in the review, the first one that I smoked, uh, Risty was very kind to give us some samples to review. Mm-hmm. And the first one I smoked, I didn't feel a thing. Now, granted, it was still a good cigar, but I didn't feel a thing. And I sent him that note, and he seemed very surprised. Um, and I was just being honest. I said I didn't feel anything at all. But then the samples that I have smoked since then, I definitely know that there's something in it that I've never – and I that literally it was the first time I'd ever used any product with CBD in it in my whole life. Never tried it before. And I definitely knew that there was something in there. I felt relaxed. I felt calm. And it was great. Yeah, fantastic cigar. So, um, And I'm wondering – did you did you taste figs? No. Oh. Big Bear, did you taste figs? Because that was the only thing. I know that was in your review that you tasted fig newtons. That was the only thing I could. No, really, I did. I did it was get, super unique. I did get sweetness from it. Yeah, I did get sweetness, but for me, it was it was more. Um, honestly, it was uh, it was citrus and mint. 
for me. Cool. But that's just yeah. That's just my palate. It was a really the blend is very clean. It's very yeah. Um uh it's 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 bright. It's a clean um I think overall it was it was just sort of a, a, a clean flavor profile. There was Yep, and a um, single profile. Like there yeah, wasn't a, there wasn't a, a lot going on. Um, but it's a short cigar. It's a five by forty eight. Right. Um, but yeah, if you, if you can find the nugs, just, I, you know, we reviewed it, the, um, Garrett gave it a 91, I gave it an 88, which rounded up to, and well, it, it was 89.5, which rounds up to a 90, 90. So we gave it a 90. Um, and you know, that's, it's a cigar you should definitely try even honestly, as somebody who had never tried CBD before, it was my first time ever using CBD in any form and I am still alive and I feel great. So yeah, I, and, and the fact is, like I said before, take the CBD out of it. It's still a tasty little cigar. So you should try it. Big bear says uh, sweetness and green tea. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so sorry to go back to my trip to big apple cigar. Yeah. They had a new cigar. Um, if you haven't smoked any for cigars, I've smoked some for mm. cigars in the past. But they had one that I had one of the blends that I had not yet tried, which was the Navetta, the Fratello Navetta. Um, it was a dark, um, really dark cigar, uh, big ring gauge, like a 50. What was it? A six, six, and a, six and a quarter by 54 uh, Ecuadorian Oscuro wrapper. So really nice, dark wrapper. Uh, it was good. It had some unique something or other going on. So I'm going to go there and buy a few more of them. Right on. And so we can do a, a official review because I. I thought it was kind of unique. There was something different going on in there. I don't I know anything about him. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Omar de Frias, who um, started the company. And um, uh, Omar, for a very long time, worked for NASA. <laughs> and so the, the cigars have sort of a, a, a space theme. theme to them. Um, and I smoked uh, my very last one, uh, one of the old tubos of the la aurora preferido oh wow double perfecto it's a old, <laughs> it was an old it was an old cigar the gold version um and it was just it was almost like a single vegas it was, yeah almost as good as the single vegas no it was it was really good um i was glad i saved it for a while it was um and it was one of those deals where i was i, I pulled out one of the drawers or one of the trays on my humidor and I heard this crashing noise and I knew, Oh shit, a bunch of cigar, a bunch of cigars fell behind. Oh, so I yeah. had to get down on my hands and knees and clean up a bunch. And uh, I see this, I see this gold yeah. tubo and I was like, Oh, well that's probably, it's probably empty. Like a dork. I probably put an right. empty tube back in there, but it wasn't empty. The cigar was still in there. So I said, well, I know what I'm smoking right now. So I fired that up. Uh, it's funny you say that because I had, um, I was doing a little bit of cleaning in our garage and I found this old uh, um, uh, variety pack of Rocky Patel uh, tubos yeah. that I had, you know, put all the tubes back in and I grab it and, you know, looking at, and I pick up one of the tubes and there's a <laughs> cigar in there that's been in my garage for over a year. Oh, not humidified. Not humidified. Oh. I threw in the humid. You know, I threw it in uh, in a humidor, and we'll see if that can come back to life. But I'd leave it uh, there for a good year. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Minnesota winters. <laughs> man, that thing. I was surprised that there was no uh, no cracking. It hadn't blown nothing. up at all. Mm -mm. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe this if it had a cedar lining in the tube, maybe that helped. No, no. this did not have okay. a cedar lining. Um, did you have another one? Um, I had a between the lines. Oh, those are always good. Yeah, it was good. You no, know, Fuente. Only Fuente is Fuente. You can't go wrong. I'm, it's just one of those brands. You grab one off the shelf. It's probably going to be good. It will be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my last one for the notables was, uh, the, the crux, um, uh, Limitada Redline. Redline, you did it. Yeah, yeah, and you were right. It's good. It is good. It's really good. Um, it's and in the Limitada, you know, the PB5 that came out a few years ago, um, 
definitely a new experience in the Limitada line. It's not like the PB5 at all. It is nothing all. like, well, I shouldn't say nothing, but it's, uh, no, it, it's its own cigar for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's right between that Epicure and PB5 for flavor profile and strength. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely in that medium, yep. medium plus, I'll even say. Yep. Because uh, for for me, everything tends to be lower than the scale that other people would give it. But yeah, I'd say a medium plus, um, but definitely something I'm looking forward to smoking again with my notepad, you know, being mm-hmm. really thorough and taking notes on it and putting a review up on that. Um, so that was, yeah, Crux is, I think, doing good stuff over the last couple of years. Yeah. Big Bear agrees that uh, Redline is tasty AF. Nice. Whatever that means. Nice. Tasty AF. Yeah. Arturo Fuente. Arturo well, Fuente. We were talking about Crux, though. That's that's weird. <laughs> is it starting? It's starting to rain. It's raining. This is my, this is the face I make when it starts to rain. When, when it finally, when it finally started drying out after Oh, I, we had 36 straight hours of rain three days ago, two days ago, and then it finally dried out for 36 hours. Yep. And now it's starting to rain again. Yep. Farmers are happy. Yeah. Silver lining. Silver lining, I guess. Well, it's raining, so I think this is a, a good time it for is. us to say goodnight, it say is goodbye. Yeah. For those of you watching on facebook thank you for watching thank you share Mm -hmm. like like it tell everybody about what's going on here at how about that cigar go to the website check out the reviews check out the articles there's good stuff going on there trying to keep up with the news there's a lot of news coming up because the big trade shows coming up at the end of june and so there's tons and tons of press releases coming out i can't keep up with all of them but i'm you know we're doing the best we can um you know, there are a few that are going to get missed, but we try to get everything out there that we can so you guys know what's coming up on the market. Um, and uh, there's there's going to be some new reviews coming very soon. And um, go on to right now. I want everybody to go onto your phone and open up your podcast app and search for HBT Cigar or HBTC Podcast or How About That Cigar. Search it. Find our podcast, subscribe, give it five stars because it's awesome. And it's a pretty good show. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Go Thank twins. you guys. Go twins. Twins had a little rough, yeah, lost two in a row. But it was only the second time this season we've lost two in a row. Right. So that's, you know, we're not, I'm not going to panic yet. No. Um, there's still plenty of time left to panic. It's only, it's only mid May. So, yeah, that's it. So thanks, guys, for watching and listening. And as always, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care.